Welcome to the Libertarian Tex-Mex Podcast with your host, Caesar Aguirre. Hey everybody, I'm back. Uh, had a little bit of a hiatus again. Uh, took a while to get the next podcast out. I've been busy, man. Uh, you know, obviously, hopefully, you know, <laughs> I have a day job. Uh, uh, so, gotta gotta do that. Um, also, have a couple other things on the side. Um, uh, big big fan of martial arts. Uh, big fan of uh, Houston and the Houston scene going on. Lots of good food. Uh, music, art, all that stuff. So uh, keep m- keep myself busy, and uh, obviously, you know, got uh, got a wife. I got I, I love to believe it or not. I actually like to spend time with my wife. I know some guys out there like to just uh, you know go out go out and do their own thing for quite a bit, but me, you know, I like to spend time with with my wife. <laughs> uh, but on top of that, she's um, uh, she's in. She's kind of in the the music slash choir scene, and uh, obviously right now she's um, in her her competition season. So I get to go out and see a lot of great uh, great music uh, played. So, anyways, busy here, busy there, uh, but wanted to come back. Uh, wanted to get some feedback, obviously, on what y'all thought about the previous podcast. Uh, my boy Rob Rob Calvillo. Um, he uh, was been dying to do uh, kind of a dialogue um, between the both of us. We actually, uh, <laughs> I think I said this last time, we tried to do a podcast before with uh, a kind of a trifecta uh, with another friend of ours. Um, but for some reason, the whole thing didn't record. I don't know why. I'm hoping this one records uh, <laughs> and nothing messes up. We'll see how it goes. But anyways... Uh, we tried to do that before. It was a great conversation. We tried to come back and do it again. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, you know, like I said uh, in the previous podcast before, um, you know, we're not in a vacuum of you know strictly the most purest forms of libertarian. You know, uh, we all have our own idea. We all have our own interpretation uh, of what that means. Um, and then we have people who don't believe in libertarianism, or maybe they have their own political positions um, that are different from ours. And I think it's very important to to both to both find commonality and then also find the differences. And and there is where we can drill down onto what are the differences, you know. So definitely, when it comes to social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever. Um, you can obviously be in your own echo chamber. You know, it's very easy for me to sink into just libertarian platforms and just dive into that. But um, I do try to keep an open mind. I try to listen to other people. So beyond your politics, you know, we still have to be decent human beings to each other. I, th- I, I think that's par- probably one of my core values is, hey, you know, I have my uh, beliefs, my political beliefs, but on a personal belief, you know, being uh, nice to other people, being kind, uh, being respectful, um, giving people the time to 
express what they're talking about and, and try to understand and listen to what the other people say um, is a very important thing for me um, that I try to do as well. And then, you know, once you get to that position of, you know, okay, now I see where they're coming from, then you can go think about this other thing, right? So, and I think, you know, not just libertarians, but also, you know, if you're a conservative or you're a progressive or whatever you are, independent, whatever, um, you always have to remember that your your view is not the only view, right? There's so many dynamics and so many dimensions to each topic that it's it's not always an easy black and white thing, right? There's always nuance in these things, and we have to be able to needle to kind of unwind and unthread those things and go, okay, what are the differences? You know, what? How do we? How do you see this? How do I see this? And are we? Are we that are we that vastly different or maybe is it in a very small granular detail and I think that's what uh, libertarians actually you know come into issues with is that you know we have liber we have this big idea that's called libertarianism but it means many things um, and I think we kind of uh, dived into that um, with the previous podcast you know there's anarcho capitalist there's anarcho syndicalist there's minimalist there's you know uh, classical liberals there's um you know so many different types of libertarian is libertarians and then there's you know left-leaning right-leaning more conservative more liberal leaning uh you know libertarians that just focus on civil civil liberties others that focus on economic liberties um so there's such a range of libertarianism that um we have to really uh not paint such a broad brushstroke um for that and I think that it's actually a really a really cool thing for libertarians because you know obviously if you're uh, a conservative it's like there's only one agenda right there's only one thing you know there's only one set list that you can go off of and same thing with you know being a progressive you know there's only one set list of you know we got to go pro pro socialism etc cetera, etc cetera. now there are some you know Democrats that are kind of distancing themselves to say no we are not socialists we are uh capitalist but we believe in a involved government etc etc so there is a split in the democratic party and there's also a split in the republican party and i know people don't really talk about this but there's the hardcore right that is super conservative you know pro-christian men and women should only get married uh, you know, put the border walls up, et cetera, et cetera, right? The hard left, the hard right, sorry. And then there's people that are a little bit more moderate where they're Republicans because they believe in economic freedom, but they don't really care about the conservative values. Um, so there's some, some, a little bit of nuance, but I say, you know, looking at the libertarian party and libertarians themselves who may not even say they're, they're they vote in the libertarian party, there's so much more nuance in the libertarian uh, group and this huge umbrella that it's worth exploring, you know. And I think that it's one of the really cool things when I talk to my, uh, you know, friends who are, you know, progressive or conservative or Democrat or Republican or whatever. Um, they have a very generalized view of libertarianism, and obviously, it's you know foreshadowed or shadowed over by, you know, stuff you see on Facebook, and then obviously people misrepresenting libertarian ism as in this one idea is the only view libertarian view 
and really there's multiple views so I think we really have to be careful of what we say um, we really have to be careful of what we represent because sometimes we don't represent all libertarians right sometimes we just represent my, ourselves and so you know even me specifically I try to say you know my libertarian view is this you know or some libertarian principles are here but sometimes people you know do this and this and they have different views on that so I try to go into a little bit more nuance and I try to be more specific with my wording and I think that's a really cool thing that libertarians can have is just it's more nuanced it's more specific right um, versus this left versus right argument which is just so black and white right libertarians live in this gray you know that it's not it's not exactly that and it's not exactly this there's a little bit of in the middle and I think it's really awesome when it comes to problem solving or solutions um, is that there's more nuanced solutions in this libertarian bucket than there is in the you know uh, Republican and Democrat bucket because theirs is uh, you know uh, their fight is over who's in who whose party's in charge they're not looking at what's the best solution um, so I think there's some great nuance in the libertarian and the libertarian view that we really want to tease out and I think um, you know from a, a high level view we should definitely not um, you know um, dismiss people's view um, as um, you know um, as wrong or or whatever it is we I think we really need to understand where a person's position is and why um, and then from there be able to find possible solutions that could work for libertarians and conservatives and you know progressives or what or whatever you know so anyways so um, one thing I wanted to mention on today's podcast, it's going to be, it's not going to be a long one. It's going to be a relatively short one, uh, but I, I wanted to get one out. Uh, I tried to do one yet uh, on uh, last week, but uh, some things came up and I wasn't able to do it. So anyways, but I did want to get up a thought um, with, you know, kind of this, a lot of the rise in, uh, in the view that politics is becoming very, um, dichotomized, meaning, you know, it's hard left or a hard right, and there's no nuance in between. And then very specifically, there's no conversation between the left and right. Um, there's no middle ground, so to speak, like where do we agree on and where do we disagree? Or even challenging, you know, <laughs> as libertarians, maybe sometimes when Republicans and Democrats agree, it's, uh, it's usually in a bad position, right? Like, um, you know, the defense budget like you know the the bloated defense budget or going to war in another country you know so we we need to go and and find the common grounds and then find the differences and then discuss those and why do we find those you know similar or why do we find those different and maybe there's some alternative solutions that libertarians can offer um, that perhaps a Republican or a Democrat is is not thinking about but ultimately, when you think about all this, you know, social media bias, um, and, and not just the people who own the social media platforms, but also within the users, right? Because you have to look at yourself and go, am I in an echo chamber? Because there's probably more people in echo chambers than the social media platforms push. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm sure social media tries to keep it relatively on an even keel, 
However, the users keep liking pages or uh, comments or whatever that are more leaning towards their side. Um, and then obviously the algorithms for all these social media platforms start suggesting things that are more into that. So you get into an echo chamber. I know uh, Facebook and Twitter have talked about that and trying to um, kind of prevent that algorithm from happening um, and making sure that they're not sending them, sending people down a rabbit hole into their own beliefs. Um, and then you're just, you know, um, arguing and, you know, agreeing with yourself, right? So, uh, so be very careful out there, you know, um, you know, try to, try to subscribe to some relatively even kill, um, news websites. Um, I'm not going to tell you which ones I, which ones, um, I think, you know, um, are even keel, but go ahead and, and look into those, but also recognize if you do have a favorite source, be honest about how it leans, you know, and understand that maybe this isn't the most uh, unbiased news, but maybe it's just what I wanted to hear. Or <laughs> I hate to say it, in some news circumstances, sometimes it's just pure entertainment. It's not real news, right? It's sensationalism. It's, um, you know, let me, let me appease what you already think is going on so you can watch me more and we can make this more outrageous the more we go. That's also not a position you want to get into. Personally, you know, looking at those types of news websites, I just totally ignore them. Um, however, you know, we do want to stay plugged into what's going on. Uh, I know a lot of times there's um, some websites um, and news sources that kind of make me cringe in terms of their um, acumen or their credibility. But I do try to, you know, uh, pay attention to what they're doing just because, you know, you got to see what's going on with them, you know, because, um, you know, your, your political opponents, or so we call opponents, but, you know, um, conservatives and, and liberals, uh, we say liberals, conservatives and progressives, you know, looking at their own news channels, um, they're taking, uh, taking this in as the truth. And we have to know where they're coming from or where it's where it's coming from. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, we have constantly talked about really is the lack of science in politics. And that sounds weird, right? Um, what, what do you mean by, by science? And we can almost bring it down to, you know, evidence-based politics, right? You know, if we have a platform, if we have a view, What's the science behind that view, right? What's the research? Um, I don't think many conversations start off that way nowadays. You know, if you think about the big ones, right? The border wall and illegal immigration, um, climate change, um, you know, uh, gun violence um, or mass shootings, we, we say. Well, news media saying mass shootings, um, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of times we find ourselves in a position where we have a belief before we know what the evidence says, what the science of these topics say. So what I, what I, what I was thinking about this week, you know, especially with kind of the mass hysteria of, of almost everything becoming a crisis nowadays, right? We have a border crisis, we have an income crisis, income inequality crisis, uh, environmental crisis, et cetera, et cetera. Like le legit, everything is becoming a crisis because, you know, these 
political people pundits deemed it so right you know they want to they want to distract everybody they want to get everybody's attention um and say hey you know they want to grasp at your emotion and say you know this is an emergency or this is a crisis but i think generally and you know i'm not going to prescribe to everybody specific scientific research or anything like that but i want everybody to challenge themselves out there when you have an idea understand that maybe we have to drill down beyond just the idea right beyond just the concept to say i generally believe in this right as libertarians as conservatives as progressives whatever you are to go my idea my general feeling is this you know this is what i believe this is how my this is how i shape my politics but then where most people don't go is that next level is kind of what I would call validity, right? Or validation. Is what I believe a reality, you know? Um, and that's a question that I don't think many people answer, you know? Or maybe they only see their own world, right? They only see their own view. So they think, oh, well, this must be the truth for everybody, you know, you know, for all time, right? Instead of going, you know, maybe this is just my circumstance and it's not everybody else's circumstances. Um, so scaling obviously is a big issue uh, that a lot of people I think don't have when it comes to politics. But then, like I said, understanding is this the truth? You know, is this a reality um, for everybody, or is it just me? You know, and if we think it's a reality for everybody, then we have to go into that level of how how can I provide evidence for that, right? Or is there evidence for that? Is there currently evidence for that, right? Um, and when we talk about evidence, yes, you can probably say, you know, kind of he said, she said, or maybe there's a general government report or something like that. But very specifically, I think the science of these political ideas really needs to, to get dived into, you know? Like, what is, what is the research, you know? Is there research out there? Is it peer-reviewed? Um, is there kind of statistical analysis on it? What is it? What does these statistics say? So I think there's some granularity that we really have to challenge ourselves, especially in today's environment of, you know, social media, um, you know, everybody's blasting opinion, um, you know, everybody's, po you know, posting something out there before they even validate it, right? Before they even know if it's something that's real, um, you know, we're, we're just posting a lot of things that don't make sense and you know people believe them you know and i hate to say the president was president trump was right but there is kind of this underbelly of things that i wouldn't say are news and are facts president trump calls them calls it called it fake news even though i think he kind of spreads his own fake news but to say that there's a level of bias and there's a level of um even with mainstream media that's posting news before they even check to see if it's true, if it's true or not. Um, they're throwing things out there because the new competition is to get to be the first one out there to break something, to post it on social media before you validate it, you know? And I think this is where a lot of people, especially politicians, uh, news media sources, and even just, you know, your friends and family on Facebook, this is where everybody gets in trouble because you're, you're, it's reactionary, right? People are just posting stuff out there 
because they feel like they need to get an opinion out before everybody else does. Um, and we haven't even validated this thing yet, right? How do we know it's real? You know, how do we know this is accurate? Are we validating this information, right? Is there research for it? Is there existing science, right? What is this? What does the research say? Is it, you know, um, is it peer reviewed? Is there statistical analysis on it? Is it qualitative or quantitative? You know, is it somebody's opinion or is it legit science? legit unbiased science you know experimentation or whatever so i think diving into those things are very important when you look at any of these topics and i think even uh being a libertarian it becomes challenging too because you we do have some concepts that are challenged by research right if we look at gun violence research um i think very specifically that one climate change you know the science is is overwhelmingly um, in favor that climate science, climate, I'm sorry, climate change is real. Yet we have a huge slew of libertarians and conservatives and uh, you know whoever out there that still believe that it's a hoax. And I think this is uh, uh, not a good view to have, especially considering the science is is overwhelming. Like right now, it's you know people say it's like 99% of all scientists. And pretty soon, you know, you're going to have just an overwhelming, um, you know, amount of people. It's going to, you know, 99 is pretty damn good in science. But, you know, if we're going to try to go for 100 percent, it's, it's going to get there soon. So. So I think understanding the reality of those things are very important before we spit out an opinion. Right. And, and then very specifically, I think the evidence and the research and the science needs to inform our politics, right? And it doesn't always mean, you know, um, our political views are junk, or our political views are crap. Maybe there's a kernel of truth to it, right? Maybe there is something that needs to be teased out, a specific idea that can be pulled out and say, okay, maybe this general idea um, doesn't match with the science, but maybe if we tease it down and we say, okay, uh, maybe the problem is not, you know, this, but maybe it's this. And I think that's really the, the journey of politics and science that needs to merge together. At, you know, uh, I think it's there, but um, I think for sure with social media and social media bias, it's hard to see, but it's out there. And I think we need to look at it. But for sure, you know, I'm challenging my own beliefs <clears throat> um, on, you know, general topics like gun violence and climate change and immigration etc by looking at the science first and understanding what is the trend you know what is going on um you know the big thing you know that uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk real quick on a conservative topic which is um which is you know the border wall and this uh, legal immigration crisis um you know the the research that we have seen is that we know immigration is you know at an all-time low uh, illegal immigration rates are the lowest we've seen in probably four decades. So, so why are we having a quote-unquote uh, crisis, um, even though we've had the lowest in record? You know, um, and is it is it are we causing it? Are we creating this quote-unquote crisis? Um, I kind of call it a manufactured crisis. I don't want to get into conspiracy theorists out there, but to say that maybe we're creating our own problem is what I mean. So if we are creating detention centers, 
um, for a specific pers- purpose of catching illegal immigrants that weren't in, in these centers weren't there before. So now we're, you know, um, over uh, being overprotective of the border. And now we're just grasping everybody. Um, you know, is this creating our own problem? Is it creating our own? Is it t- taking up resources? Is it taking up um yeah, resources and debt. And is it interfering with somebody who could totally be, um, you know, escaping an issue uh, in their own country, coming here legitimately and honestly wanting to find uh, a new life and new work, um, and that they will work on their um, immigration status when they're finally here? Um, I think that's, you know, an honest question that we really don't dive into. I think the um, conversation is uh, very noisy when it comes to conservatives on illegal immigration and then honestly progressives who want to come in um, and illegal immigration um, you know there's no there's no there's no structural pathway for to make this more efficient you know to make this effective you know um, I jokingly said last time why don't we have welcome centers right <laughs> Where people are coming in from, you know, different countries, or different, you know, coming through the border, we snag them not to arrest them and kick them out, but we snag them and say, "Hey, welcome, come to the, you know, a welcome center. We have water, we have shade. We'll register you to come in. We'll give you paperwork. We'll get you set up. Um, you can, you know, come back and submit that paperwork. Are you looking?" You know, te- you looking to be here temporarily? Are you wanting to be a permanent citizen, etc.? And based on that, you give them the certain paperwork, and they have to go to a certain uh, pathway to do so. But this would almost solve your problem that conservatives claim is well. Our problem is they're coming here illegally, and they're not, you know, registered to pay taxes, and and they're not working, etc. Well, if that's the problem register them right right sign them up you know right now as soon as they're crossing the border sign them up right now do they plan to get a job do they need a job maybe we can you know have some you know corporate sponsorships there for people for corporations who are looking for you know low income labor that helps people get you know out of poverty into a working environment and then getting out of that you know so there's a way to stair step people if you're worried about people not paying taxes and coming in and not having jobs. There's an easy way you can set that up, right? Now the question is, do do conservatives want that set up? Um, or, you know, is the issue of not paying taxes the real issue? No, you know, a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's more of a cultural um, cultural fear of you know the unquote unquote the other. Um, of, of people that don't look like you coming in and quote-unquote taking over, right? So I think there's a, a deep, an underlying issue with that. But then you have on the other side of, of you know, progressive policy, policies that are totally okay just letting, uh, you know, totally okay just, you know, letting people in um, um, and there's no repercussions, there's no pathway and I should I shouldn't say repercussions because even libertarians we we believe people should be able to migrate whenever they want to and not have a freaking paper I think that's totally at the groundwork of libertarianism however can we move people to get them registered 
to you know having pay taxes etc yeah we can now the question is as a society do we want to pay taxes <laughs> or maybe maybe we're, we all say yeah we want to pay taxes you know maybe we've gotten past the taxation is theft issue uh, but maybe we say is this too much maybe we're paying too much in taxes maybe you know maybe we want to cut taxes maybe it goes down to 10 percent across the board you know and that even then if it's reducing taxes um, we we also have to reduce the size of you know department of defense um, you know social programs etc we'd have to be able to make cuts but then on top of that even if we had that form of system of of structure in our society we would still have to have people accountable registered so to speak as citizens so we can say hey we've recognize you blah 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 i mean i know that's how the system is set up today if that was the issue you know um but like i said i don't think that's the issue i think the issues are there's a there's a root to the issue when it comes to conservatives and republicans and i, I you know i'm not going to go down the list i know i've already it's where i think we already hit 30 minutes here but it's the same thing when you talk about climate change when you talk about gun violence you know I would say, especially me, I've had to kind of face the music on gun violence in the sense that we know that, you know, access to guns increases your likelihood of gun violence, whether it's shooting someone else, shooting yourself or shooting multiple people. It's all kind of in that same vein. Right. So how do we how do we first let's acknowledge the truth. Right. To say, yes, this is this is this. This is the connection. But then when it comes to, to the solutions, whether it's gun violence or uh, climate change or immigration, to say that we can acknowledge as libertarians that the problem is real, right? Or the problem is not real, right? Immigration is not a problem in, in, the, in a research view. Immigration is at an all-time low. Um, you know, climate change is happening, right? Um, carbon emissions are increasing and increasing the heat, uh, the temperatures in the water creating all sorts of crazy effects on the on the land etc and then gun violence um gun violence in the whole overall believe it or not y'all from the research basis gun violence is going down you know despite the increase of access and so what i mean by that and it's kind of a it's not a contradiction with what i said earlier is that gun violence overall is going down you know However, when you look at people who do have access, they are more likelier to um, threaten somebody with violence, you know? So does the increase of violent threats increase your chances of committing violent acts? That's the next part we have to look at. But however, still, however, just because we accept an issue is real or not real, that based on science and evidence, still, mean still doesn't mean we can can't offer libertarian libertarian leaning solutions you know um so the solution side is still a big market that libertarians can still offer and you can still accept the fact like hey we recognize um immigration is at an all-time low you know we recognize climate change is a real thing we recognize gun violence is a real thing right we can recognize that the budget <laughs> that that the debt you know and in taxes and over all this stuff is an overwhelming thing we could admit all these things 
but the solutions we can still offer as libertarian. So I think, um, and then obviously there, once we offer these solutions, we have to test them, right? We have to see and validate them. Like, let's, we, let's, let's try these solutions and let's see what happens. And you can see a lot actually in um, um, the uh, Freakonomics, actually. They, they do a lot of really cool stuff on the economic world um, solving social issues, but it's a lot very much libertarian libertarian leaning in classical liberalism on how to solve something without a heavy without a heavy-handed government um, And I think it's really cool if you haven't listened to Freakonomics totally subscribe to it um, I think it's really uh, totally worth it. They offer they have a lot of a lot of research They do a lot of testing and experimentation and they they share and publish the results in an earnest way and I think it's a really cool thing to do but I think that's where we really need to go when it comes to climate change you know let's stop arguing with people that think it's a hoax let's let's move forward I think dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson actually said this he was like I'm I'm done arguing with it like let's we're putting too much attention on people who don't believe climate change is real let's go ahead and just move forward let's talk about solutions let's talk about what we need to do and i think that's where libertarians need to go is okay let's let's stop arguing with people who think climate change is a hoax let's get in the conversations with other people who believe uh, climate change is real and let's try to get libertarian ideas like how can the free market help how can people individually create solutions to do this how can we prevent a heavy-handed government from coming in and let's have an honest discussion about that because maybe who knows maybe and i'm saying this you know i hate to say this but maybe there is certain limitations on the free market you know that i don't know but i have to be able to talk about that and i have to be able to be honest with myself and the only thing that that kind of tethers us to reality um is going to be evidence-based right science research what is what is the reality telling us and then how does that inform my politics that's really it but then after that the solutions could totally be libertarian right we can use free market solutions we can use private partner uh, public private partnerships um, I think the European government uh, from Freakonomics was talking about nudging is how to how to positively influence behaviors in the right direction right you can do something like that versus regulation and punishment so there's a whole avenue on the positive pro-social side that we can offer in getting involved in those conversations versus getting in a fight of whether gun violence is real or um, you know climate change is a hoax you know or immigrate you know the immigration crisis is a problem you know we need to get past that you know and understand where's the science where's the evidence if this is what the evidence says maybe I need to rethink my political position or maybe I need to tweak it and then I can still offer a libertarian solution right I can still offer a free market solution or like I said it's not just everything in the libertarian uh, belief is all about free market a lot of it is but there's also public private partnerships right there's also kind of an in involved referee type government that's not punishing people but is really becoming uh like a referee between two parties right um so like a judge right kind of going in between impartial type of thing so there's so many layers of libertarianism that's there and i think again it has to center from evidence it has to center from science and i think from there um, we can have better conversations with conservatives with uh, uh, progressives 
uh, with ourselves, you know, libertar other libertarians. But for sure, we don't need to be tearing each other down. Obviously, there's plenty of people out there that are trolls. Maybe you want to get engaged into it with a troll sometimes. I, I know I like to, but it's you know at that level it's just trolling each other, right? You're just you're just doing it for the fun of it. It's no longer about the topic. And that you know, some people like that. I enjoy a good back and forth every once in a while, but we know that we're not talking at with each other, we're talking at each other. And we need more for sure talking with each other. So make sure you have a little bit of that in there. Um, it's very easy to just yell at each other on social media. Um, you know, guilty of it as well. But like I said, I think the overall takeaway I got from everything that's going on is just, you know, everything is happening so fast nowadays. Social media, people commenting, people responding, you know, people reacting, you know, outrage, um, everything like that. It's happening so fast that we're losing our reality, you know, and we have to make sure that we have a rooted position, meaning, you know, the rooted position for me, in my opinion, has always been evidence-based, right? Research, science. From there, once you understand that and you see what what's the, the, the general theme of this thing, you know, what's the general reality, and then we can inform our politics and our solutions like that and find solutions. Like, you know, maybe uh, is there a way to de decrease gun violence without using regulation? Yes, absolutely. There's always. Is there a way... You know, I had a friend was talk, we were talking about pre-existing conditions and in healthcare. Um, can a libertarian solution involve um, pre-existing conditions? Yes, absolutely. You know, it doesn't always have to be regulation. There's always alternative solutions uh, that we haven't tried. You know, so there's a part of experimentation that we're missing in in politics. So, so just remember that. You know, it's not a complete black black and white with libertarians. And then very specifically, always inform your politics with some science, with some evidence. And then rethink, rethink about your stance. And then rethink your solutions. And you can still come to a libertarian position. Or if you're a conservative, you can still think of a conservative position. Um, or a progressive position. But make sure your, your ideas are based on science. And then from there, let's talk about the solutions. Let's talk about the ramifications. Um, you know. Uh, cause and effect everything like that so anyways so I'll leave that off I know it's a pretty simple easy idea uh, but I want to come out and say hi to everybody post something out there um, and I will be hearing from y'all soon bye